Welcome to Climate Quickies, bite-sized nuggets of climate goodness from our TEDx London experts in under five minutes. On this week's Climate Curious, we're joined by Esteban Gast. He's a Colombian-American comedian and writer and the comedian-in-residence at Generation 180, where he helped create the Climate Comedy Cohort. In a Climate Curious first, we're very excited to share that Esteban is very kindly kicking off this episode with a bit of live stand-up from one of his shows. Then... Esteban, Mariam and I chat about how humour is one of the healthiest ways to process climate change and of course help get the word out in a way that's not all about doom and gloom. Over to Esteban. Stay curious. Okay, this, this blew my mind. I have to tell you about this. I haven't stopped thinking about it. In high school, um, I did this thing that was like the personal carbon footprint thing. Have you done this? It's like a personal carbon footprint. You do the math to see how much you're polluting. Has anyone done this? Make some noise if you've done this. Perfect. Good, good, good. I've got a 45 minute set on the carbon footprint. It just, you like, like, they're like, do you drive a car? And if you say yes, they're like, you pollute. They're like, do you buy water bottles? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, do you pollute? So it's this list that makes you feel guilty. That's the only, I grew up Catholic, so I'm like, guilt, baby, bring it on. I was like adding to it. I was like, I also masturbate. Uh, for sure going to hell. So it's this list, and it makes me feel guilty. I did it in high school. I just found out the list was invented and created by BP. The oil company. Oh my God. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Isn't that what BP, known for spilling oil into the ocean, was like, do you drive a car? Whoa, that's bad. And I was like, you're BP. And they're like, you don't use really like a water bottle. Have you ever bought a water bottle? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, BP's like, whoa. It's, it's like, it's like if you like went to lunch with your like friend who's clearly an alcoholic and they were like, like you're ordering fries, not a salad, and you're like, Jeremy, your marriage is over because you drink too much. Maybe, maybe sit this one out, Jeremy. VP is Jeremy. Is right. So we know that um, that like doom and gloom doesn't help. We know that shaming people doesn't help. Right. We know that humanizing it. So I've got jokes where I go, oh my gosh, I feel like this hypocrite, you know, or, or I want to do something, but it's tough to, and I, you know, and I arrive to these places organically. I invite people in, right? So mm. I'm not talking down to them. So I think there's some of those things, um, some of those tips that help along with the theory, along with the structure and community that we've built. So there's a real science behind it. <laughs> it's not just, not just trying to make jokes, right? There's an actual real thought process that goes into weaving. And it's so interesting you say that because we've spoken to other guests who have touched on this idea as well, that like the whole narrative doesn't just have to be, this is about climate, when actually climate is just a part of our everyday life. So it should be woven into every aspect of like all of the different types of work that we're doing, which is cool. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you just want to reflect the world that is surrounding you, right? And, right. and I think the reality is uh, climate is a big part of the world. And even if you're in this space, you're probably not thinking about it 100% of the time, right? Like not every conversation you have yeah. is about that. Would no, be. sadly not. No. <laughs> and no, so no, I think no. if I'm up there and I'm doing a 30-minute show, like part of me is like, let me actually 
percentage wise talk about the things that I'm passionate about. You know, right. so it's like I go up there and I'm talking about me and and uh, you know and and my parents who are so wonderful, my brother and my girlfriend Misha, and then I'm talking about. You know, ah, I'm so glad dating, I'm not dating anymore. Because, and then I'm talking about whatever, you know, like the moment I felt embarrassed, that was funny. And then I talk about climate. And then I move on to like, here's my hopes and dreams and anxieties. And I go back to climate. And then I finish and I go, man, you know, like, I can't wait to have kids one day. And I make jokes about parents. And then that's it. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> right, that's right, actually right. what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we're trying to, to crack what that looks like. Mm. It's a really fun place to be. It feels like part of what you're doing here is, really going against this feeling narrative that I felt very much in the environment and climate space that there's one way to talk about things mm. and we have to, and in order to be taken seriously or to be seen as a serious, whatever activist authority. or what, authority yeah. or legitimate, you have to do it a certain way, which I mean, for me, I just come back to the fact that I'm like, well, if that would have worked, we wouldn't be in this We'd be done. anyway. We'd be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have this thought, because I've worked in NGOs for a long time, and I think that there's there's just like this moment of reckoning where you have to think, having worked not in climate, but in another sector for a long time, and things have been gotten significantly worse mm. in that world, mm. you think, you've got to step back and think, what we're doing isn't working. It's not working, you know, and like we are all, you know, yes, experts spent decades, all this kind of stuff. But in this other world, I was like, it's not working like this way of being. And I think that climate is more complex than that because there are things, some things that are working and some things that aren't. But th what definitely feels like I'm glad we're moving on from is this idea. There's just one way to be mm. like, you have to care about the polar bears and you have to <laughs> oh, go hiking. And we talked about Lara this. hates polar bears. I yeah. love polar I, bears All I so heard much. was anti-polar bear yeah. slander. That's all. Is this what that this is, is about? That is basically what I, this is. I don't I know if bears. I can I agree love, to be on this podcast. I love Just to clarify, bears. I love I love polar, polar bears. bears. <laughs> I'm not so in love with hiking. Yeah. Right. Maybe fair, I'll take that. Okay. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? I think we've talked about this where for a long time it was like, well, this isn't for me because I am not this archetype of person. Totally. I think I think that's one of the biggest things that the climate comedy cohort has has done. And and we're only working we've two years in and right now we've worked with nine comedians each year. And, but we've also done our best and we'll continue to create this community of, of people who apply and we've got a newsletter and things like that. Anywho, but all that is to say is that comedians, I think a lot of times don't know they're invited. It's funny because I think the climate mm. movement's like, we've done all we can. It's like, have you invited people and have you invited them specifically? Mm -hmm. And have you told them that they can show up exactly how they how are? Exactly. Because for me, and and I feel like I've been in this space and have uh, you know access and awareness and have been in climate conversations for a long time, I thought I had to show up a certain way. Right. And I'm like a, a reasonably smart guy with a lot of climate friends mm. and, uh, and I don't, it took me a long time to be like, wait, I can do comedy there, right? I would be yeah. like, hey, I'm happy to help you think about communications. Hey, if you need a public speaking coach. Mm -hmm. right. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm a comedian. I'm mm. spending my time doing a comedian. And it it took a while for me to be like, oh, I can be a comedian. <laughs> I can make and some jokes here. Yeah. People will like it. Totally. Yeah, engage. But, yeah. but I think it felt, it felt like I was doing it wrong. It felt yeah. like I had to be done a certain way. Yeah, so I think the invitation, I think that's for anyone listening, mm. 
And for like, whatever you do, if you're like, I make bread, I would be like, oh my gosh, amazing. You are invited. And not only are you invited, it's critical. Like companion, the word companion, it comes from gonpan, which is like breaking bread. Like mm. it's like, so it's like you are critical in conversations around climate. Like you're baking bread, incredible. <laughs> like you, we need you. Yeah. And if you're like, I'm knitting, it's like, we need that. We need someone to, yeah. we need someone to understand how my t-shirt happened. Like, I don't think about that at all. Yeah. I want someone to break that. Anywho, now I'm going on no, a big tangent wife. but yeah. it's like everyone is invited and you don't you don't need to do it a different way right. exactly what you are doing and i think comedy is just an, an extension of that but that's maybe a, a guiding principle for for like me as a human that i'm like if you go to my um instagram bio shout out instagram <laughs> at real esteban gas to plug 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 um plug, plug, plug. no no please i can buy it yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it my my instagram uh bio this is so i rarely go on instagram this is so embarrassing everyone's gonna go there and be like you haven't posted in months <laughs> what uh, is this? but i will now uh <laughs> but it says everyone's invited and i mm. think that's like the theme of the the the, the theme of the life i want to live and mm. And the things that have sort of clarified climate movement and also I'm like everyone's invited. So it's so crucial to like actually in practice like break down at its core that necessity to code switch. Like it's almost inherent, right? Like even when you try not to do it, you still find yourself doing it, which is like such an interesting dynamic. You messaged me and you said, Do I have to wear a business casual? Yeah, again. And I just stuck in my mind this idea that like yeah. The ridiculousness of saying, oh, you're coming to this climate event. This is how you have to dress. dress. Yeah. Can you imagine? There's no necessity. It's it makes incredible. no difference. Right. like, hey, this is the most urgent problem. It's an existential but threat. wear a suit, please. So. Uh, you, you can only be invited if you wear a suit. Yeah. It's an unbelievable, <laughs> it's an unbelievable premise. Yeah. And totally. It's, and it, and it's, so, it, it's just like one example for me of how excluded how we exclude people not being able to use the language not looking a certain way not having a certain set of experiences or commonalities thanks for listening to this quickie this episode was created by our superstar podcast team at tedx london until next time stay curious